Ten bridesmaids were invited to a wedding banquet. They all took lamps, they all fell asleep, and they all received the same wake-up call. But only five of them entered into the wedding banquet hall. The other five? Well... So how many of us got an extra hour of sleep last weekend when we turned the clocks back? I hazard a guess that many of us did not. The question arises, how do we use time? Time is precious. We only have so much of it. Once a year, we lose an hour. Once a year, we gain an hour. What do we do with the time that we have? As you can probably detect, I mean, getting to know me, I am someone who just hates being late. In fact, I have a recurring dream, borderline nightmare, of me frantically searching for something that I need. I can't find it, and I'm anxious that I'm going to be late for whatever it is that I'm supposed to be going to. And then I wake up and I think, oh, thanks be to God, that was just a dream. But it can be a pretty anxious experience. But nonetheless, my understanding, my definition of being on time is arriving somewhere at least 20 minutes before something's supposed to start, even earlier if I can, sometimes as much as 30 minutes before something is supposed to start. That's how just how focused I am on being on time. And the gospel that we have here for this Sunday, the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, as we're just racing towards the end of the liturgical year, is apocalyptic. That's a big word. We should all say it together on the count of three. One, two, three, apocalyptic. <laughs> in fact, you know what? By the way, that would be a very good name for a coffee. Like, like a coffee, like I'm enjoying right here. Hey, you know what? By the way, yes, I'd like to have an extra large apocalyptic, please. <laughs> Black, no cream, no sugar, straight up, straight up apocalyptic. <laughs> anyway, but the, 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 the apocalyptic nature of the gospel we have here today speaks to us about three things. First of all, the importance of being ready. Secondly, that we cannot get into heaven on someone else's coattails. And third, time being finite, a decision needs to be made. Hence the title of this podcast, Do It Now. The time, the day of the Lord's return, his second coming, is beyond our control. How we prepare to encounter the Lord is completely up to us. And one thing is certain, each of us will meet Jesus in our lifetime, either on the last day of our life, when we go before him in judgment, or by being alive when he comes in glory. And the second reading we have for Mass today from 1 Thessalonians talks to us about the Lord coming. He will come with a cry of command and with the sound of God's trumpet. And so I want to be ready to encounter the Lord. I do not know the day or the hour. 
And so there are three key passages in the gospel we have here today. Matthew's gospel, we're looking, as I said earlier, at 1 Thessalonians, and also the first reading we have here today is from the Book of Wisdom. So, getting to the gospel, the gospel tells us the bridegroom was delayed, and so all of them became drowsy and slept. Now, in Jewish culture, weddings happen in three stages. There is the first stage of the engagement, there is the second stage of the religious ceremony happening at the bride's home. And the third stage is the wedding banquet that takes place at the groom's home. And the gospel we have from Matthew really focuses on that scene of the wedding banquet at the groom's house. It might happen on the same day as the religious ceremony, or it might happen a week later. All we're told in the gospel we have here today is that the groom was delayed. So when the groom did arrive, he and his bride, his wife, they would walk into his home along a path that was lit with lamps. Enter the ten bridesmaids, who unfortunately, because the groom was delayed, became again drowsy and slept. And the lamps that these bridesmaids were to hold aloft when the groom and the bride arrived really were to burn the oil of faith. That is the word of God, his laws, his precepts, principles that guide a person, the principles that are to guide this married couple to a life of holiness. God's wisdom, if you want to look at the first reading we have today from wisdom, God's wisdom appears to them in their paths. Hence again, the, the image of the bride and the groom walking to his home along a path lit with lamps that were to be held aloft by the bridesmaids. Psalm 119 tells us that your word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and light for my path. And so, we're told the groom was delayed, the bridesmaids became drowsy, and they slept. But the goal of the spiritual life is to keep the lamp of our life lit with the oil of faith, that we are called to cooperate with the Lord, the willingness to do as he would have us do, the willingness to go where he would have us go, the willingness to ask in all humility every day, Lord, what would you have me do? Where am I called to serve you, Lord Jesus? But this oil of faith that, that comes to us from a lived relationship with the Lord, a life lived with the sacraments, scripture reading, daily prayer, striving to live a life of virtue. That is the oil that we put in the lamps that are to guide us in the life of faith. Regrettably, many of us, like the five foolish bridesmaids, can find ourselves running low on oil or running so low, trying to rely upon our own energies, our own efforts, our own creativity, charm, personality, good looks, whatever it is, and we run low to our 
detriment. One parallel that we can think of or use here would be running out of gas or diesel in our cars or our trucks. Now in the past, gas gauges, fuel gauges were not as reliable as they are today with all the technology that we have, you know, flashing lights and sounds and whatnot. You know, our cars are like computers on four wheels. They detect and sense everything. But with all that technology, why is it that some of us still run out of gas? Some of us still run out of diesel in our cars or in our trucks. Why do we delay? The E-light comes on, the, the dashboard is flashing, maybe your car is talking back to you, <laughs> telling you, hey, buddy boy, you haven't got too far to go before you're going to conk out, you're going to run out of gas. Why do we delay getting more gas? Why do we do that? We run out of gas in our spiritual life when we refuse to, to listen to or to heed the flashing light, the warning light of, of God's word, of his wisdom that flashes on the dashboard of our life. Like the, the E sign, the gas empty sign that flashes on the dashboard of our car or on our truck. And we can be lulled into a false confidence. Everything, everything is fine. The engine is running smoothly. I don't hear it sputtering. There's plenty of time. We can get gas later. That, that E signal that comes up on the dashboard with beside the little gas pump. E, E means you have enough to get where you got to get. <laughs> but yet we find ourselves stranded on the highway. And the five, five foolish bridesmaids, because they did not heed the Lord's word, the Lord's call to fill themselves up with the oil of faith, they ran low to the detriment, which I'll talk about in, in a moment. Some of us will be ready. Some of us will not be ready. And the temptation in that circumstance is to expect someone to look after us, which comes to the second of the three main scripture points I want to talk about. And this is the call of the foolish to the wise. Give us some of your oil. No, the, the wise bridesmaids said. <laughs> no, that's pretty emphatic. There's no kind of, well, let's see what happens later. No, no, you had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And that word dealers can kind of conjure up some, you know, negative imagery. Like I got to go to my, my dealer and get some oil at the, that late hour of the day. Why did the wise bridesmaids not share their oil with the foolish? Wouldn't it have been the, the Christian thing to do? Well, Jesus again is making a point. And the point here is that it is impossible to borrow faith. We can't get into heaven vicariously through somebody else. 
One day, each of us will stand before the Lord, either on the day of our death and our judgment, or if we're still alive, when he returns in glory at the second coming. And the Lord will ask us, why should I let you into heaven? What am I going to say? Am I going to say, well, my, my mother, my mother was a charter member of the Catholic Women's League. She was on the provincial executive. Don't you know who I am? My father, he was a fourth degree, not a Columbus. In fact, he at one time was the district deputy. Me, I went to a Catholic elementary, high school, and post-secondary institution. That's who I am. My uncle, my uncle, he was a priest. My aunt, she was the mother superior. That's why you should let me in. But we cannot, my dear friends, and that's the point of the wise not lending oil to the foolish, we cannot get into heaven on someone else's coattails. Am I? This is the question we ask ourselves. Am I keeping the oil of faith burning bright in my life? Or am I thinking, ah, you know what? Nona, yeah, yeah, Nona prays. She prays a lot. Nona, well, <laughs> she'll get me into heaven. I'll just borrow some of Nona's oil at the right time. I'm good. And as I said on earlier podcasts, when we arrive at a place in the spiritual life, when we think we're good, we're not, because we're becoming self-reliant rather than God-reliant. The foolish bridesmaids, they had no reserve of oil to rely upon. Do I? Do I have a spiritual reserve of spiritual fuel, the oil of faith that I can rely on? Or am I hoping beyond hope that my association with people who are seemingly in a better spiritual space than I am will get us into heaven? Lend us, lend me some of your oil. No, you need to go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. Which means that the foolish bridesmaids went back to the ways of the world, hoping to find the oil that they needed. Who are the dealers of the world that we go to hoping to find oil? Where do they think they're going to get oil at that time of the day? I suppose Wendy's. Wendy's... <laughs> Wendy's is open late. Shoppers Drug Mart, hey, they're open till midnight. The oil of the world doesn't give off light. The oil of the world produces a flame that is, that is dim, that is smoky, and more to the point, keeps us unrecognizable. The oil of the world produces a pitiful flame that makes us unrecognizable. More about that in a minute. The third key phrase from our gospel today, 
The door was shut. Lord, Lord, they pleaded, the foolish bridesmaids. Lord, Lord, let us in. And the Lord says, I do not know you. This is a, this is a tough gospel. And it's meant to be so because it is a time to wake us up. So how do, how do we square it? How do we reconcile this gospel with the word that Paul had in the second reading we have here today from 1 Thessalonians? Encourage one another with these words. Well, the encouragement for me comes from a hopeful line in the gospel. At midnight, there was a shout. At midnight, there was a shout. And all who have been called by God the Father to salvation will get a wake-up call. We're going to get a wake-up call. And this gospel of today, for this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Matthew, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, this is our wake-up call from the story of the five foolish and the five wise bridesmaids. The question is, will we allow the grace of these scripture passages that we have for this Mass today, will we allow the grace of these scriptures to wake us up, to open our eyes, to lift our eyes to the Lord, or will we succumb to the temptation to roll over and just go back to sleep? Because the temptation is to think we have lots of time. Don't delay. The time is now. Again, the title of this podcast, Do It Now. That definitive moment. The door was shut. Not ajar. Not kind of left wide open. The door was Shut. It speaks about the permanence of eternal life. No chance of an appeal. Why act, my dear friends, as though we're going to live forever? It doesn't matter what exercises we do, what vitamins we take, how much kale we eat. <laughs> we are not going to live forever. No one knows what tomorrow may bring. Today is the day. Today is the day. At midnight, a shout went out. And each new day begins at midnight. So what the Lord is saying is that now is the time. Today is the day. A gift has been offered to us. A new day. At midnight, the shout goes out. It's a new time, a new chance, a new opportunity, a new place. Don't live in the wreckage of yesterday or the anxiety of next week, today. Today is the day. Don't say, well, someday, you know, I'll get around to it. Someday I'll surrender my life to Jesus. Someday, yeah, someday I'll live by his will. Do it now. Don't say, oh, there's, there's lots of time. Oh, yeah, I'll repent later. Do it now. We are powerless over the day the hour of the Lord's return, but we are not powerless over how we prepare for our own personal encounter with the Lord. And we will, each of us, meet Jesus Christ in our lifetime, either on the day of our death or by still being alive when he returns in glory. 
The five foolish bridesmaids were unprepared, and they could not borrow oil, nor could they plead their way into the wedding banquet hall. Lord, Lord, open to us. And those perhaps most scariest words in the whole of the Bible, I do not know you. I do not know you. Because they were outside in the dark, and we can presume they were not able to obtain the oil that they needed from the dealers. Such a scummy word, isn't it? Dealers. The dealers that they went to in town at that hour of the day. And they were unrecognizable to the Lord because the oil of faith lights up our faces. The oil of faith lights up our faces and makes us recognizable. And as one of the characters in the movie I recently watched, All the Light We Cannot See, said, Darkness cannot last even one second when exposed to the light. Some people will miss out on heaven by their own account. We won't be able to blame anybody else. We can't blame our father, blame our mother, blame our siblings, blame our ex-wife, blame our ex-husband, blame all those hypocrites that we see in church every Sunday. We'll have no one to blame but ourselves. And that will be a pretty lonely and eternal existence. Instead, my dear friends, the grace of God is offered to us today to respond, to say yes, to open our hearts so that we will find ourselves, using the words of the reading we have from today's Mass in the Book of Wisdom, we will find ourselves sitting at the gate where wisdom herself is found. We'll be sitting at the gate ready to enter on the day and at the time when he returns. So let us pray. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart. And as I say these words, I just invite you to allow them to penetrate your heart and your mind. It's our way of responding to the Lord's word. So we start by saying, Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in each of us now the fire of your love. Lord Jesus, we choose today to wake up. To wake up to the reality that you are the Lord. To wake up to the reality of the gift of salvation you are offering to us. To wake up to our need for you, Lord. We accept our powerlessness and we willingly open our hearts and choose you. We accept you today, Lord Jesus, for ourselves. Not through somebody else, but we choose you today, Jesus, for ourselves, as you have chosen us. We accept you as the Lord 
and Savior of our life. May the oil of faith light up our faces, Lord, so that we will be recognizable. And may the oil of faith light up our faces, Lord, so we can give witness to others of your glory and your power and your goodness. And that they too, Lord, would be inspired by our example to give glory to you and open their hearts, Lord, to accept the precious gift of faith, the oil that is meant to burn brightly in the lamps of our life. Mother Mary, Saint Joseph, all of our guardian angels, patron saints, please pray for us today. Amen. Okay, well, there you go, my dear friends. My coffee is almost done. It's not an apocalyptic, but it's pretty good nonetheless. You know the deal. Stay caffeinated. Remember, when we are powerless, that's when we are strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless you now, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God love you.